We're so glad you joined us today for Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Here's what's coming up in the next 30 minutes. An interview with Lorenzo Romar, head basketball coach at the University of Washington. My security is knowing that God is in control whether we lose, whether we win, whether you have a guaranteed contract or whether you don't. Also a conversation with popular speaker, author, and former NFL linebacker Ken Hutcherson. My philosophy is this. If you got big problems, you got a little God. If you got a big God, you got little problems. Plus, Derek Fisher of the Los Angeles Lakers shares what it was like to watch his young daughter battle cancer. I don't recall a moment where we ever felt as though God had done something to us or why us, God. I don't think we ever thought that for one second. And now here's the host of Sharing the Victory, speaker, columnist, and University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Ron Brown. Welcome to the program. Now, guys, it's just after Valentine's Day. How did you do? I know you spent lots of good time in that gift shop, got you a nice little card, little gift for your honey, and you're flying high right now, ain't you? And for those of you who didn't get anything done very well on Valentine's Day, you need a good kick in the pants. (laughs) Well, we have that for you on the show today because I recently had the opportunity to visit with Lorenzo Roma, the head basketball coach at the University of Washington. He has coached the Huskies to three NCAA tournament appearances, and he's gone to two Sweet 16s. Let me tell you something. Lorenzo Roma is a very mature man in Christ, and he gives us that kick in the seat of our pants on today's interview. Here is Lorenzo Romar, head basketball coach with the University of Washington. Coach Romar, 2005, you had what the world would call a phenomenal season. You uh, you went 29 and six. I mean, to win 20 games uh, as a college basketball coach seems to be a, an extremely high standard. Uh, that would be like a 300 batting average, maybe for a baseball player. But um, to come up with 29 wins in 2005. Uh, uh, certainly one of the greatest uh, uh, seasons in a country that year. And going on to the NCAA tournament, going to the Sweet 16, etc., you got a lot of accolades, a lot of rewards, and you were rewarded with an eight-year contract to remain as uh, UW's coach for a while. But what I wanted to ask you is this, because you know as well as anybody that that thing goes up and down. And a real bad season, maybe in the next year or two, could cause people to kind of shift their thinking. How secure really is that? Well, I think it's it's only secure in the fact of there are going to be an X amount of dollars coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of whether you're going to keep a job or not, in terms of if the community is going to be behind you, uh, are you going to win or lose? None of that is secure. You, we can't predict what God has in store for us. Uh, I, I look at it as a blessing from the Lord that uh, a lot of people are not in this situation uh, to be able to have a so-called guaranteed contract. But again, my security is obviously knowing that God is in control whether we lose, whether we win, because I've been on the other side where you, you're you not sure what's going to happen in terms of uh, how they feel about you as far as your employers are concerned. And I just think it's a great feeling to know that God is in control in your, of your situation. Uh, when I was a Christian for a year, I was cut three times in the NBA mm-hmm. after playing three years without getting cut. And that whole time it was tough, it was somewhat stressful, but 
deep down I knew that God was in control and that this thing was working all in his plan to make me more like his son Jesus. Hmm. And that was the bottom line then when it wasn't working, and it's the bottom line now uh-huh. when it appears that it is working to the world. Well, let me ask you this, uh, Coach. Um, yes, what you're saying, uh, we, that is, that's a great answer, but the gravitational pull for the human being, including the born-again Christian even, is to be performance-driven. What literally keeps you from going in that direction? There's got to be a cutoff point. There's got to be something that you're investing in your life so that you are following the Lord Jesus Christ as you know the goal to be. Two things. When I was with Athletes in Action for seven years, we were basically in full-time ministry, my wife and I. And When we decided to leave and go to UCLA into a secular situation, I vowed to the Lord that I would always have a ministry mindset. This job is, is basically a, an apartment that I'm paying rent for and that I can be evicted at any time if I don't maintain a ministry mindset. That's how I'm able to stay here. I decide, hey, this is just about wins and losses. It's about me. It's not about the Lord. I can get evicted at any time. So I, I have that fear there, number one. Uh, number two, I, I remember reading in the scriptures when Christ performed a miracle and they wanted to take him up and make him king. And the Bible says that Jesus would not because he knew what was in the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. And those same people that were going to make him king were the same ones that would want to crucify him later. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't put your trust in man and what man thinks and what the world has for you. You have to put your trust in Christ, knowing that he is not going to waver knowing that you have something that he has called you to do, and that's your mission, and that's your mission only. Now, one thing that does help in certain situations, if you're in a high-profile situation and people, maybe you can get their attention by what you're doing, and now you have a platform to share the gospel. And I see that is what Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith and the Super Bowl were able to do, and I just think that that's awesome, and that's what keeps me going. Hmm. Well, Coach, uh, as I... I'm not surprised. You really gave us a lot of stuff to chew on, and I think the nation uh, can look at you. And yes, what you say is true about the platform you have. People admire what you do. But, um, you know, to be able to feed people with that which will last forever, that which they can really be secure on, and that is your relationship and the flesh out of your relationship in Jesus Christ, uh, I really appreciate it. I want to thank you for being the man of God that you are wish you well the rest of the season and uh, that you would uh, feel God's pleasure as you continue to coach this year. Thank you so much. And it's great what you're doing. You're using this platform also as a vehicle to get the word out. And we are all in it together, right? Amen. That's right. That was my interview with Lorenzo Romar, God's man for the University of Washington as their head basketball coach. Coming up next, one of the most inspirational people you'll ever hear. He's Derek Fisher with the Los Angeles Lakers, and he tells us how he dealt with the news of his young daughter getting cancer. It was amazing, the calm, and I think the courage that we immediately started to operate with as soon as we found out what was going on. When sharing the victory continues... 
There is a common place for student-athletes and coaches to go to strengthen their faith in Christ. At my FCA huddle. There's a place to be encouraged to face the trials and temptations of life. At my FCA huddle. There is a place to receive confidence to share the light of Christ. At my FCA huddle. FCA huddles meet on junior high, high school, and college campuses all across America. To find one near you or to learn how to start one up, call toll-free 866-STV-5031 or go to fca.org. If anyone found out I could lose it all, my kids, my reputation, everything, they wouldn't understand. But I am tired of hiding and pretending. Everyone keeps saying it's wrong, but how could loving him be wrong? I just feel like I'm so much more alive with him. Okay, need to hear an opinion that counts? Go to notreligion.com. Welcome back to FCA's national radio show, Sharing the Victory. I'm Ron Brown. It's time now for FCA Across America. And as I promised, Derek Fisher, the guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, is with us. He won three NBA titles with the Lakers. He's now in his 11th year in the NBA. Derek was the guest of honor at the FCA Championship Breakfast as part of the Rose Bowl festivities in Southern California. He was interviewed by TV broadcaster Darren Horton. Last season, as you may have heard, playing with the Utah Jazz, Derek and his wife found out that their 10-month-old daughter had a rare form of eye cancer. As you can imagine, we were, we were devastated, but we were also stunned because in terms of her behavior or things, or physically outward, you couldn't see that there was anything wrong with her. Uh, so we were stunned to, you know, you take your child to the doctor for a checkup and then find out that, you know, boom, they have a potentially fatal uh, form of cancer. You know, each time I tell the story, I'm still amazed. But it was amazing, the calm and I think the courage that we immediately started to operate with as soon as we found out what was going on. I don't recall a moment where we ever felt as though God had done something to us or why us, God? I don't think we ever thought that for one second. I think we immediately felt as though this is a part of life. We have other children. They're perfectly healthy. You know, we've been blessed. So we're not going to complain now that something has happened to one of our children. We're going to find out how we can help her. Did you consider this a trial in life? Did you consider that something was coming against you? You know, initially, I didn't really look at it as a trial. I think I looked at it as as just life. And I know that in life we're faced with trials and difficulties and challenges but I, I never felt as though me or my family or my daughter in particular were singled out by God to say, I'm going to allow this to happen to you and you only. We're no different than you know, any other family. You know, as we went through it, it became and still is a trial and challenging and draining. You know, people that are in this room that have had family members or even themselves experienced cancer and cancer treatments and all the things related to managing cancer can understand and relate to, you know, the energy that it takes uh, to deal with it day to day. But I think because our daughter's so amazingly positive and high energy throughout this whole process, it really makes it easier for us. I mean, I think God is really kind of working through her, you know, to see her every day still smiling and running around and playing with her toys and being an 18-month-old little girl, then... It really brings 
our energy up and we don't feel as though we have to feel bad for her because when we see her, she's doing great. She, she has no idea really what she's been through. What do you think that calm came from? You know, the calm we felt right away is for sure from God. And I think it is the spirit that lies within us uh, that's always there. You know, that spirit is always there. That calm is always there. But sometimes in life, things happen that instantly bring it out of you. Sometimes in life, things happen that cause you to go seek it out. And this situation with our daughter was uh, one where it instantly was over us. And, you know, once we started to mention it to one or two family members and then obviously after I mentioned it to the world, you know, that this was uh, going on in our lives. I think the calm that we've experienced since then and the strength and the courage not only comes from from the Lord, but also from the prayers from everybody else. I definitely think the spirit of our Lord is what has allowed us to still feel like we can stand up, you know, not really walk around as though, you know, something has happened to us or feel bad for us. We want people to feel uh, that we're okay and know that we're okay and that we're going to be okay as long as you keep praying for us. You know? <laughs> hey, praise God. That was Derek Fisher, interviewed by broadcaster Darren Horton at the FCA Championship Breakfast in Southern California. As Derek asked us to, we need to be praying for he and his family in that very difficult situation, and specifically that precious little daughter of his. You can find out more about our program at sharingthevictory.com. Just click on radio. You'll find archives of the show to listen at any time. As many are doing, you can also subscribe to receive the free weekly podcast. Again, that's sharingthevictory.com. You got to keep it right here on the dial because you don't want to miss my next guest. He's Ken Hutcherson, the dynamic pastor from the state of Washington who speaks candidly about everything, particularly how Christ changed his life. This is Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. You'll hear lots of sounds at FCA camps. FCA camps where young athletes reach their full potential learning from college and pro coaches and athletes. But here, young people also reach their full spiritual potential, learning firsthand from coaches and athletes about their relationship with Jesus Christ. So you'll hear lots of things at FCA camps, but the most amazing thing you'll hear is... To learn more, call 1-866-STV-5031 or visit us at fca.org. In sharing the Victory Magazine's first issue of the new year, Toronto Raptor guard Anthony Parker describes what it means to get focused on Christ. Plus more basketball talk with the head coach of Washington State, Tony Bennett. And as always, a challenging and insightful column by Ron Brown. Order your subscription to Sharing the Victory Magazine by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031 or go to sharingthevictory.com. And now back to Sharing the Victory with our host, Ron Brown. We are honored today to have as our guest, Dr. Ken Hutcherson, Senior Pastor at Antioch Bible Church in the state of Washington. Dr. Hutcherson, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Oh, it's my pleasure being with you today. Dr. Hutchinson, we've heard so much uh, about you here in recent years. Uh, a number of us have heard you on Focus on the Family, other radio shows uh, around the country. Uh, 
But uh, I think a number of people need to be familiar with why we're having you on the show as well today, and that is you are a great athlete uh, out of the state of Alabama, and you went on uh, to a, a, a National Football League career. Why don't you tell us how it all started for you, why and how athletics? Well, when you grew up in the South and you're black back in the 60s, hmm. one of the ways that you can uh, in move out of that whole stereotype of blacks being lazy and everything else was to excel in academics and athletics. Uh, so, you know, just going strong in athletics, you know, they always say, well, you know, black people's body was built for that speed and built for taking that in there, and they would just give you that prowess for the physical. And then when you have to establish that I wanted to be a great academic athlete and be in uh, great classes and great, great grades, then that that really threw him off. And so that's why I started playing football. I was a better baseball player than I was a football player, but uh, you couldn't hurt white people legally in baseball. So I thought that uh, this football man was the way to go, and that's why I started playing football to prove that I was better than anyone else, not only academically but physically, and football gave me the opportunity to really take my hatred out. You made you made a couple statements there that people in our audience would want to know, well, maybe we need a little bit more for clarification because that can't be the end of the story here, particularly for a born-again Christian. Well, what did God do with that hatred that you had for white people? Well, I spent uh, 16 years uh, proving that I wasn't a white person in the world better than me. And, I mean, I did everything in the world to make sure that everybody knew that that's what I was doing. Um, I had many of the white parents come to the coaches and say that, you know, they didn't want me playing with their kids, and it was a big thing. And, you know, that made my hatred even more. And being such a great athlete and then being academically on top of it, uh, it was hard for the white community to know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that, that drove me for uh, almost three years mm-hmm. of uh, making sure that no one was going to outdo me in anything. And it wasn't until uh, my junior year in high school I had a real bad motorcycle wreck. And the doctors told me that I would never really walk again straight and definitely would never play football. But it was a white doctor that told me that. And since it was a white doctor, I go, I don't have to believe it. And uh, so I would sneak out of bed and try to walk. And it took me a year, but I was back on the field the next year. And everyone was watching me. The colleges was watching. They were going to see how I was going to come off that, that bad injury. And while I was laying on my back uh, trying to get, well, after that motorcycle wreck, you start looking at your life. And I remember back when I was five years old hmm. and remember what I'd heard from Roy Rogers and Dell Evans on a TV show that when they had lost their daughter. Mm-hmm. And they talked about God and that uh, one day you're going to have to face him. And uh, that was kind of my time to face him uh, my senior year after coming back for ball. And uh, sitting in the high school assembly, I said, God, if you're real, hmm. uh, you know, here I am. I've, I've, I've messed up my life in a bad way. Um, I've come back from what people say I never would, and I'm still empty. I've uh, gotten to the point where I not only didn't like whites, I didn't like blacks. I hadn't talked to my mother hmm. in a voluntary conversation for almost eight years. And so it, it was pretty miserable. I bowed my head and, and said, God, here I am. I went home, hmm. and uh, that started a whole new process. Four years almost of being one-on-one with God in his playbook. Hmm. We're talking with Dr. Ken Hutchison, the 
pastor at Antioch Bible Church in, in the state of Washington, former NFL football player and, and a very much of a, a, a Christian activist. Dr. Hutchinson, you know, what's come out of it is a sense of confidence in you. That which wrecked you seems to have launched you. Uh, yeah, you know, you have to. I mean, my philosophy is this. If you got big problems, you got a little God. If mm-hmm. you got a big God, you got little problems. And that's just the way I am. That's the way I live. I know that God is in control of everything. I know that he has written his playbook the way he wants me to run it. And uh, all the comforts in the world that I have comes from knowing that he's going to be the one that's going to protect me. Hmm. Well, Dr. Hutchinson, God bless you. Our guest today has been Dr. Ken Hutchinson, former National Football League player, the very popular, outspoken senior pastor at Antioch Bible Church in the state of Washington, doing some great stuff for the Lord. Dr. Hutchinson, thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure being with you today. It's time now for FCA president, our coach, Les Steckel. He's on deck. When we return, Les will talk about one of his coaching heroes, Tom Landry, the former great coach for the Dallas Cowboys. But you got to stick around for more Sharing the Victory. The work of FCA can be summed up in four words, coaches, campus, camp, and community. The four C's are vital in fulfilling FCA's vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. There's FCA staff in your area ready to partner with you in seeing this vision through. To find out how you can get involved with FCA in your community, go to fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. Host Ron Brown will talk college basketball next weekend on Sharing the Victory. His guests include Richie McKay, head coach at Liberty, and former coach and current broadcaster Mike Jarvis. We'll also hear from Ron Levensee, the head basketball coach at Barton College, the defending NCAA Division II champions. We wanted to be a light among the darkness. Join us for an exciting program next weekend on Sharing the Victory. Hi, Ron Brown, back again with you. It's time now to check with our coach here at Sharing the Victory. He's FCA President Les Steckel with Coach's Corner. Sometimes it starts in midseason. But usually it occurs very publicly in January and February. What is it? It is the annual dumping of a number of NFL football coaches and the hiring of their replacements. Often as the regular season ends, there are numerous turnovers in coaching staffs. Already we have seen several teams fire their coaches and bring on a new coaching staff with great hopes and dreams of an immediate turnaround and multiple trips to future Super Bowls. Occasionally, a coach will be fired by one team only to be immediately picked up by another. That worked wonderfully for the Indianapolis Colts when they quickly grabbed up Tony Dungy after he was dismissed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then led the Colts to last year's Super Bowl championship. However, more typically than not, his new owner and management team quickly grow just as impatient as his previous owner. I guess that's why some people say NFL stands not just for the National Football League, but also not for long. The great Tom Landry, who is a true hero to me for his coaching ability, but even more so because of his Christ-like demeanor as a leader of those legendary Dallas Cowboy teams, had a coaching career that will probably never be equaled again. 
Tom Landry coached the Dallas Cowboys from the inception of their team in 1959 until 1989, 30 years. That longevity is likely never to be seen again in today's win-or-be-gone philosophy. In Landry's first season, the Cowboys never won, and after three years as head coach, he had a losing record. Yet the Cowboys signed him to an unprecedented 10-year contract. That was a confident owner who knew he had the right man. Later, Landry rewarded his patience by leading the Cowboys to three Super Bowl victories and helped make the Cowboys known as, yes, America's team. To this day, sports fans everywhere consider Tom Landry to be the model of integrity and Christian character. In his trademark fedora and plaid sport coat, Landry commanded respect and admiration from all who saw him calmly patrolling the sidelines, guiding his team to victory. He was elected to the NFL Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. But what few people realize is that even in the midst of his great success and tremendously busy work routine, Tom Landry devoted himself to the Lord and freely offered much of his time to FCA. In fact, while he was head coach, he still served the Fellowship of Christian Athletes as chairman of our National Board of Trustees. Coach Landry is also a member of FCA's Hall of Champions, and our staff chapel is named in his honor right here at the National Headquarters in Kansas City. Success can certainly be measured in victories won, but perseverance, patience, and dedication can lead to even greater triumphs when done for the glory of the Lord. Many who are listening today may be parents or someday have that great opportunity. The influence of a coach and, yes, a parent will last a lifetime. May I mention that you, having the perseverance and patience and dedication to impact the young people of today, we all say we want to be coaches from time to time. We have this great opportunity right in front of us. So go coach them up, coach. You know, this was a deeply moving show for me personally. You had Lorenzo Romar and Derek Fisher and Ken Hutchinson talk about some deep things and how they just embraced the Lord Jesus Christ to allow Jesus to intimately embrace them. That's something that we can all take with us. Next week, you're going to be hanging out with some more great college basketball coaches. One of them is my personal friend, Richie McKay, the head basketball coach at Liberty University. You'll also be hearing from Ron Livensey, the head basketball coach at Barton College, who won the Division II National Championship a year ago. And do you remember former college basketball coach Mike Jarvis? Well, he's now a TV commentator, and he's doing some great things in the kingdom worldwide through the game of basketball. As I always close the show, remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. you got to decide which will you choose. I'm Ron Brown. Have a great week from all of us at Sharing the Victory. We invite you to log on to our website, sharingthevictory.com slash radio. You can listen to past programs anytime and subscribe to receive the weekly podcast. You can also send us your questions or comments and also nominate an athlete or coach in your area for one of our features. Again, the website is sharingthevictory.com. You can also contact us on the phone Monday through Friday at 1-866-STV-5031. That's toll-free, 866-STV-5031. Our address at Sharing the Victory is 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. 
Again, 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. We also want to say a special thank you for your prayers and financial support. Your gifts help keep this program on the air each week. Please join us again next weekend at the same time for Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.